You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Three, two, one. Liftoff will start in T-minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Hey, everybody. This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston. This is Chucky Brown, former NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knock. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer. Hey, it's Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Houston Rockets. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. This is Jonathan Sanford, public address announcer for your Houston Rockets. You're listening to The Summit State of Mind. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and you are now listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network, and I am your host, the GM, Justin. And to the right of me is my brother, my tag team partner, the commish, Kenny. Kenny, we just witnessed a great summer league game. The Rockets were down 19 points and came back to win by double digits. And Kenny, your son, played, as some would say, immaculately. How are you feeling? Well, you know, as the father of, uh, of, of Jabari Smith Jr., first of all, I'd just like to thank uh, everybody that has supported Jabari from day one. I'd like to especially thank all the haters that have hated on Jabari from day one. We wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> but for real, for real, I've told y'all from day one. Tell the haters, Kenny. This tell the haters. This dude is a hooper. Look, look, bottom line, let me just tell everybody right now. We're going we're gonna to do a deep dive into Jabari as a player. But I just want to say this straight out of the gate. Guys, the first two games, the overreactions on his jump shooting were almost, it was almost comical to me. We threw a watch party last Saturday, which we'll also talk about. But I thought what was hilarious is that everyone just over overthought, everybody overreacted to the lack of shooting. When, dude, I'm not even focused on the offensive end. Look at what he's doing on the defensive end. What is he doing? He's captaining the defense. Y'all are just ridiculous when you think about it because it's a jump shot. If you play basketball, you know like me, myself, and the GM, we know you'll have on nights, you'll have off nights. That happens. But did it deplete the? Did it deplete his wanting of to win the game? No. It encouraged it. Mm-hmm. He fueled him even harder. That's the great thing about Jabari is if the jump shot doesn't fall, he doesn't become one dimensional. He can still do everything else. That's what that's what separates his game, in my opinion, from Chet and Paolo. And that, in my opinion, is what makes him and gives him the gear, the extra gear, to become possibly a great player. Guys, this is who we are, man. This is my son, Jabari Smith Jr., doing work one time. And he did work finally, shooting the three ball with the utmost precision. Three of five from three tonight. It is. It was a masterclass. 
shall we say, in terms of just shooting, because it's exactly where you would want him to shoot the ball. This is exactly mm-hmm. where his spots where he needed to hit. Yeah. The players, when they found him in those spots, he was competing well and he was getting the shots off. Even the shots he missed that were online and they Absolutely. went in and out. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. But bottom line, I'm doing fantastic. That is the bottom line here because Jabari <laughs> Smith Jr. finally had a breakout game on the offensive end. I'm a happy camper. He, he, he needed it for his confidence. But I like how you talk about Jabari. You went in a little bit on Jabari. But let's also highlight the high scorer of the evening, Tari Eason, the new number 17, the highlights of Mario Ellie, Are PJ we- Tucker. Do you gonna call him? So are we going with Tari Ferrari? Is that the new nickname? I'm, I'm we, for that. Are we gonna go with um, Atari Eason? He goes from zero to sixty in under four seconds. Would you go with Guitari Hero Eason? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm with that. Do you like that Guitari? <laughs> I, like, I like all of it. Do you you know? If he hits a three, he should do the guitar thing. Absolutely. Guitari, you know, let, guitar let's Eason. bring it back, circa J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yes, but. Anyways, let's go back to the stat line. Like he had 22 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. The guy read, shot read, over yeah, read, 50% read the, read the from the field. He was a plus 10 on the court. Let me tell you, his effect isn't just felt in the box score. If everyone was watching the game, you could see the second, third efforts made by Tari Eason in order to gain loose balls, tap loose balls to teammates, uh, the second effort on defense, um, being able to close out on the shooter, boxing out, doing little things in order to help the team succeed in any way is what the guy did. And I'm not even going to even um, talk about how Jabari did as well because Jabari did a lot of the similar things. These guys complement each other very, very, very well on the defensive end. And when this season starts, I'm going to tell you that when these two guys on the court, they are going to be a menacing defense. They will be like the road warrior, animal, and hawk on the defensive end. Oh, I like Roaring <laughs> up and down the oh. floor, causing chaos. GM, we just had a future shirt idea. I'm for it. <laughs> you heard it here first. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we just got to get someone to make it. We'll find somebody. We'll get somebody. We're hiring. Call, calling all graphic designers. Calling all graphic designers. If you can make a road warrior, animal road warrior, hawk in the, sh- in the uh, with the faces of Tari Eason and Jabari Smith. Don't Junior, give I'll everyone be- the idea, Kenny. All right. No. We got to keep this on the low. Well, if someone obviously makes it, we'll know where they got it from. Touche. We got to set a copyright on this. Okay. Sounds good. We can maybe do that in the future, but I I completely agree with you. Let's 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 get let's circle back. Let's get on topic. Let's talk about the game as a whole because we are literally doing a post game right when the buzzer hits zero. The Houston Rockets beat the San Antonio Spurs ninety seven to eighty four, which the GM just touched up on. Tari Eason, you know the high scorer of the game, twenty two points, eleven rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Did a little bit of everything, proving every bit of being that guy that got passed over. He's gonna be that type of guy that's like, yo man, you took. This guy got passed up by 16 other teams. It's going to be that type of game for him, especially. Um, Dacian Nix, another big guy, had a big breakout game for him as well. 18 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. Jabari Smith Jr., what more can I say about my son? 19 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 1 block. I had a prediction at 18, so he only took one higher. He knew. He you knew, were right there. That was Papa, a very, very solid prediction. He you knew made. Papa needed the prediction, so he wanted to do me a solid. Josh Christopher with 18 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. So as a whole, like these these starters really came out. Even Ty Ty Washington, who was a, a, the starter as well, eight points, two rebounds, four assists, three steals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- it was a, it was definitely a an effort, a, a, a controlled effort by the entire team. Um, 
if we start about the opening part of the game, the San Antonio Spurs obviously went on that huge run. They went up, I think the score went as high as uh, 8, 17, or 18. At that point, I was like, this team is just not trying. Like, they were just getting beat on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, they were just getting beat to the bucket. All the shots on San Antonio was going in. All the basketballs were being tipped their way. All the rebounds were going San Antonio's way on the offensive boards. I was just kind of like, okay, this is basketball. This is just basketball at the end of the day. But it was also just the lack of effort. The lack of effort is what would take the good luck of San Antonio shooting from a 12-point lead up to like a 17 or 18-point lead by the lack of uh, the defensive effort on their side. But overall, what did you think? What did you see from the game? And, and what, were the good, what were the good and also what was some of the bad that you saw? Um, well, if we're going to go with the bad... Let me be completely transparent here. Get <laughs> Anthony right. Lamb off of my TV I laid screen. That up for you. We I do really not did. pay for Fubo Cable to see Anthony Air Lamb playing NBA Rocket Basketball. It's just not ideal. He, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand why he's on the summer league team. But please ship him off, like Dex said about. Uh, Holman on the first day. You heard it. This dude needs to brush up his LinkedIn profile and find a job tomorrow because he should not get any minutes Thursday. And happy birthday to Eric Holman as well. Um, they announced on the on the broadcast that today is his 25th birthday. He didn't get as many minutes as he would have liked, but you know, happy birthday to the guy. He made some effects in regards to his play, just a tad bit off the bench, but the bench play was relatively weak overall i'm gonna say this though if we're gonna say if we're gonna speak about the team the team itself had 21 assists to san antonio's 10 so you can see that the ball movement was very big with this team which did cause a lot of turnovers but the team was very unselfish outside of jacob i'm not saying that jacob is selfish but there were moments when he did play a little bit selfish. Um, he took, he, dude, he did one on. He was doing one yeah, on I five mean, fast breaks. I'll say this: like, like they're like Lashard Binkley shouts to our boy, or was it Dex? I don't remember who. Sorry, guys, but one of them said that he's having a personality crisis in the summer league. It's like, does he want to play two guard? Does he want to play one? Um, is he going to try to be a playmaker? Is he going to shoot? Is he be a combo guard? Like you know, I, I think I don't. I'm not going to completely buy into the stock of what is Summer League with Josh Christopher because we've seen him play very well at the NBA level. I just think he's probably trying to work on other things in regards to the Summer League. But outside of that, shout out to everybody. Ty Ty Washington got the start. Very happy to see that. His decision making's on point. And I apologize to Dacia Nix. He picked it up in the second half. His first half wasn't so hot. But the second half, he played very, very well. And mm. I'm going to give him his props for that. And he he made some good decisions. There are some decisions that he made seem to be a little bit poor, like when he'd jump up in the air in the paint and panic, look for the pass, and turn over the ball. That is something you need to brush up on. But overall, as a team, I think that this was a great team win because of the fact that we did come back from a double-digit deficit. And that's not something that many young players can really do. You know, like it's It doesn't happen often. Some players tend to be down on themselves. But when you got guys like, Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason on your team who play as hard as they do. And Dacian Nix, too, because Dacian Nix yeah. went on, he went on like a quick 5 0 run by himself. Yes, he just did. Just to kind of jump shot, mm-hmm. just to kind of like spurt that offense moving mm-hmm. forward. And then yeah. they were able to get a few defensive stops, then, which led to the Jabari Smith three at the end of the first half, which I, you know, you and me both thought, we saw that at the end of the first half, and we were like, oh man, this is going to carry. Like, this is what they needed. This is like. Yeah, they needed that, that jump that, out the second yeah. half. Yep. Yeah. And they did. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do that. And, 
and I think from my perspective with what I saw is like what I touched on earlier was like yeah they gave up all these fast breaks to the rim they just didn't get a lot of bounces going their way it was just something that we saw and I was just like okay that's just basketball like that stuff happens you control what you can't control and you can control the one thing that you can control when stuff like that happens and that's your effort getting back on the defensive end getting these stops and they just weren't playing their the defense that we were kind of accustomed to what they've been playing those first two games. They're brand basketball. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, but once Jabari kind of went on the bench and like, everyone's going to be like, oh man, Kenny, you're really, you know, like, oh, you're really on, on top of Jabari. Like, yeah, of course I am. Like, that's what the, the, the whole, the whole character of calling him my son, of course. But let's, on a, on a for real note though, like the culture that he kind of sets when he went to that bench is when they tacked off that huge run and they got up to double digits. The mm-hmm. spurt got up to 17 or 18 because Jabari really does anchor that defense event. He is constantly barking. He's constantly communicating. He's constantly talking. Like Tari, in my opinion, is that can be that energy plug and is a very smart defender. But Jabari's gonna be Jabari's the general. He is the defensive general on that team. He's gonna be the one that's gonna okay. You're gonna get here. We're gonna go, we're gonna make the switch here. No, we're gonna keep it here. You know what I mean? Oh, get back. You have the big man pinned to you. Okay, we gotta switch that way. You can so that way I can get pinned to the big guard as, as opposed yeah, to you. Yeah. So they do that. You know that's how it kind of happens. So when I saw that and I saw the run take place from the Rockets end and we were coming back, that's when I kind of saw the swagger coming back to that team and they mm. were starting to compete. And get the buckets that they wanted. You know, easy buckets. Station Knicks getting to the rack easily. Setting up Jabari for a pick and pop. You know, Tari Eason getting a, getting out on a fast break. Mm-hmm. Like, it's those types of buckets that you know that these guys are capable of getting. Look, at the end of the day, we know what this is. It's Summer League. We're not... We're not saying, oh, these guys. That we're not. I'm, yeah, I'll buy into the. Seven, <laughs> I'll buy into seventy-two and ten Houston Rockets summer league. Like, yeah, I'll absolutely buy into that. But am I buying into what I'm seeing here to translate over into the season? Eh, not really. Like, I'm not gonna overreact to any of this. Just as much as I didn't overreact to Jabari not shooting the ball well, is to where I'm not gonna overreact to the fact that Dacian Nix has had himself a game. Yeah. I don't want to be too high or too low on any of these guys. Like. It's summer league. You're playing against, at best, uh, you're playing against the top draft picks, and then from then on, let's be real here. You're playing with like you're playing against a lot of G leaguers. You're playing against a lot of third stringers, maybe some second stringers, but you're rarely going to be fate. But you're not going to see these top guys. You're not seeing John Morant. You're not seeing Steph Curry right now out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So that's where the kind of the separation takes place. But I think as a whole, though, this game was very good. Such a teaching moment. Love what you said about the fact that. This team was able to t- to to take the punch, you know, take the first haymaker, almost get knocked out, and then come back and not just win GM, but win in double digits. Like they took over when yeah, it mattered. Absolutely, and I was so thankful for that. But so from the net from from the negative standpoint, and then you know we also touched up on the positives. But what did so outside of the three draft picks, what did you like to see outside of like Ty Ty, Tari, and Jabari? Like what is another player that kind of really stood out to you in in a good way? We well, talked um, about Anthony Lamb already. I'm going to say this. Um, I mentioned him earlier with Dacian Nix. I think Dacian Nix is a perfect example of a guy that bounced back from bad decisions. You can see that he didn't have a great first, what, 15 minutes or so. And then he kind of picked it up again with the last five minutes of the second quarter. And I think it capped off with that possession where he ran that pick and pop with Jabari Smith Jr. And you could see prior to that that people were noticing that it seemed like he was ignoring in the sense. I wouldn't say he's ignoring. Maybe he doesn't see him. But, you know, you could see Dacian kind of have his eyes in the, you know, tunnel vision when he's driving to the bucket, correct? 
and I think that's very fair to say. Um, but in regards to all of that, I do believe that Dacia Nix did improve throughout the game. And after that play, it's where he truly believed it was like, okay, I made the right choice. All I need to do is make the game slower, process the game slower, and don't move too quick. Don't make crazy quick decisions. I mean, he still made some poor choices in the paint when he'd go up and panic with his Jeremy Lin-like passes, but at the end of the day, he did more good than he did bad, and that's all you can ask for. This is a great performance, and you can see that a lot of these guys are performing better and better as the Summer League progresses. They're getting more comfortable with each other, and as you can see, the adjustments are being made, especially you can see him in the second and third quarter. The Rockets came out. I tweeted it. I said, the Rockets finished the half good. We were down eight points. We just need to capitalize on that confidence and carry it over to the third quarter and that's exactly what they did so you know overall i think that this is a great performance for the team in general it's it's very nice to see rockets get wins because this isn't something that we're accustomed to after the harden era and you know i'll take it as it is it's still summer league but I like wins, man. I like to see my team win, and I'm very happy about it. So at the end of the day, this is a great team performance overall. The starters played super, super well, and we guys got to give it to them, man. Like This isn't something that we anticipated for us to come back on. It looked like the Spurs had the game well in hand, and the Rockets just decided to come back, and they literally took it from uh, the Spurs and made it happen. So kudos to the Rockets. Yeah, I'm very proud of the way that they played. GM, I want to move on now to the best the best part of this episode, the greatest part of this episode. I want to really put the spotlight now on, now on my son. I want to talk about Jabari. He's the number three overall pick. There was a lot of noise being talked in regards to his, his game, uh, the last two games especially, which we'll, we'll dive into in the next segment. We're going to talk about... By the way, segment two is going to be all... It's going to be all Rockets watch party, all Rockets versus Thunder, all about Jabari versus Chet. So we're going to be touching up on that later. But I just want to spotlight Jabari right now because I really feel like he deserves it. Um, I've talked about this a little bit in depth earlier, if you listened to earlier in the episode, and then also in the last episode that we which we recorded. Jabari Smith, the number three overall pick out of the top three, was going to be, in my opinion, the least sexy. Chet is the unicorn player. Chet can do a little bit of everything. Paolo can do a little bit of everything as well. Paolo was the most NBA-ready. Paolo is the most NBA-ready body. Everyone fell in love with him, which I understand. I totally understood that. Jabari Smith came in to the Summer League. People thought that he was going to light, you know, at least compete, light it up to a degree against Paolo. He did not do that. He did not not just not do that. He didn't shoot the ball well at all. My thing was, it was not the missed shots that, that got me. It was what I saw on the other end. And I've harped on this time and time again. You see the way that Jabari was missing his shots. He was not hanging his head. He was back on the defensive end. He was going back to his assignment. He was still coaching the defense as he should. My big question mark here now is for these other guys, for Chet, for Paolo is now, if their shots aren't falling, how are they going to react? Are they 
yeah. going to be able to just as a you know because like Paolo was barking a lot and you know what to quote the greatest player on planet earth Michael Jordan you can bark when you're up five in overtime he's like how about when the score is tied zero zero and you're still talking shit that's the true measure of a man that's what Michael would say so when you're draining threes you're draining step backs you're draining middies you're hitting and ones you can talk all the shit in the world absolutely mm-hmm what about when scores zero zero? How about you're down five? How about you're down ten and you're shooting zero for seven? Mm-hmm. How is it then? Jabari was just smooth operator, didn't lose his head, kept shooting the ball, kept captaining the defense. See, that is the measure of a basketball player, in my opinion. You want the the the, the stat lines are sexy, and if you're looking at stat lines, then look at Christian Wood as Exhibit A. His stat lines are sexy. He puts the ball in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. I'm not comparing Paolo to, 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 to Christian by any means, but if that's what you wanted, that's what you got. You had it last year, the last two years of Christian Wood. He puts up stats, but is he a winner? From what we saw, he wasn't. Jabari is affecting the game. Your number three overall pick got the steal at the last possession in that OKC game, and then he came up with, he dove on the floor, the freaking $10 million man, mm-hmm. dove on the floor to get the board to win a meaningless summer league game. Because he's a competitor. He wants to win. And I think that is what separates Jabari from the other two. You love to see it. And the jump shot, the three-pointer, the midi, is just cherry on the Sunday. And and once he starts hitting it like tonight, I made a joke on Twitter and I said, yo, Jabari sunk his first three. The league is finished. (laughs) He he, he meant that. He meant that, guys. if you really think about it, if that three-pointer does drop at a... Mm. At a 42% clip, just like his college days, holy F, bro. If he averages 40% from three this season with the type of intensity that he plays on defense, mm-hmm. the way he captains that defense, the way he can bark orders at KPJ, barking orders at Jalen and getting them to their spots, getting them where they need to be, mm-hmm. oh, man. I'm not going to stretch to say rookie of the year. I'm not going to stretch to say rookie of the year. I, he probably won't win it because the stat line won't read it, but... The Rockets, in my opinion, are already a better basketball team now. Mm-hmm. They were a better basketball team when they called his name on draft night. Because and now I'm now everyone's starting to see the big picture. And it helps when you hit threes. It helps when you make shots. That is what people like to see. They like to see you mm-hmm. hit the jumpers. Yeah. But us as ball players, we know. Jump, jumpers aren't gonna fall every game. True. Exactly. And it's his third summer league game. Mm-hmm. And it only took his third summer league game to shoot over 50%. He had a great stat line, 19 points, 9 rebounds. I'm about to pull up his uh, his stat line real quick, too, because I know he shot well over 50%. Yeah, he shot 50% from the field, 6 of 12. He shot 3 of 5 from 3. This is what I'm used to, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. This is what I've come to expect from him. So for people that are kind of, oh, he's looking like a bust. He's not shooting the ball well. Calm the F down. Watch what he does on the defensive end. Watch how he affects the game in other ways. Watch how he captains his team. That will show you his value His value as a player. He's not one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. He's multifaceted. He, that, that is why we got him, to be the idea that he is going to be that two-way talent. He can be Paul George. He could be Kawhi Leonard. I don't want to compare him to them, but he could reach that level if he just works harder on his handles if he works harder in his game on the offensive end, he's more than capable of getting there. Maybe even a connective tissue like Chris Bosh. I thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe when Miami had their Miami had their big three, Chris Bosh was definitely like he wasn't the best player, 
He wasn't the best player. He wasn't even the sexiest player on that team. But he did all the he did all the dirty work. He did everything on the defensive end. He was the defensive anchor for that team. I see Jabari doing that as well. There are a lot of opportunities here for Jabari to change the culture for this team. And I think it already has been changed. And I don't think people are going to really appreciate that until you start seeing it in the season. And he comes up with these big plays. And he comes off the switches against Jaw. And he comes off the switches against Steph. That's when you'll start kind of really seeing his game as a whole and how valuable he is to this team. I truly believe, in my opinion, what you're seeing out of him is normal what you're seeing out of him right now is exactly what you need to see out of him but if you're calling him a bust right now in game three mm-hmm. especially after seeing the way he performed today and actually shooting the ball very very well but you're calling yeah. him a bust from the past two games you guys gotta get your you guys gotta get yourself checked first of all mm-hmm. because honestly hands down this is the guy if this is the guy that's going to be in the foxhole with me out of all three as of right now despite paolo and chet having the sexier games the 20 plus point games i'd still pick jabari because you know why? At the end of the day, I can already see he's a piece for a championship team. Mm-hmm. End my rant there. That's my son. No, what I, about you? What do you think? No, I agree with you in regards to how he affects the game when things are not going well. I mean, the guy was epically bad against... In not Okay, let me rephrase that. I was like, please rephrase He it. shot terribly there against the Thunder on Saturday. He was 5 for 19 from the field. That is not very good that shooting percentage kenny is younger than you 26 percent you're 29 yeah yeah granted. okay um and well, what else did he do but no, i'm i'm getting there i'm getting <laughs> get there, there. I'm get getting there, there. Doc. what i'm saying is that despite how bad he shot from the field saturday a lot of his effectiveness was on the defensive end and like you said i mean we're, i don't want to completely shine the light on the game Saturday, so we'll get to that. But just look at Chet Holmgren's stat line. We'll get to that later. But in the way that I've noticed with Jabari is that whether or not his shot is falling, the defensive end, he will give you effort no matter what. And there's a lot of players that can that play in the league, and when their offense isn't oh. working, Ooh. the defensive end stinks Mm-mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed with they Jabari is too. that despite the fact that he's not shooting the ball well, <clears throat> he is defending with all of his energy and all of his might to make sure that the team is defending well. And that's the kind of leadership you need in the sense of leading by example, allowing him to quarterback the defense as well, him and Tari Eason like we've seen in Summer League. We'll see how that um, translates to the quote-unquote true nba level in the sense once the preseason and the regular season start but those type of habits is the kind of carryover that you want for a team not just any team but especially a young rebuilding team like the houston rockets because we didn't have that type of defensive anchor last year even though jay sean tate is our what okay not is was our best defender i'm immediately going to put jabari above jay sean tate to be transparent with you but that's not just be, that's not because of effort that's just because jabari has all the tools to be you know he could be a if he like you know if he reaches I'll his full it. potential, no, say it. Say it. the guy could totally be a defensive player of the year. Let's and I go. know Kenny has said that multiple times. And you know, just his attitude and everything, the way he carries himself, is extremely impressive. And you know, that's exactly what you want, and that's the kind of embodiment of a player that you want alongside of a star like a Jalen Green, a young 
a player who play who has a dynamite personality like a Kevin Porter Jr. The thing about Jabari Smith Jr. is that he's very even keel. He carries himself one way, and that's professionally, and that's it. Based on what we've seen in his time in Auburn and his time the three games of Summer League, the man may talk a lot of shit, which happens. That's normal. When you're on the court, you talk, and that's the beauty of sport. But I like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, he is not going to allow things that are not going his way to affect his play, and he's completely shown that. So I'm very, very impressed with his effectiveness, and his defense has been better than advertised, in my opinion. And it's it's quite a sight to see. And I'm very, very, very proud of Kenny's son. <laughs> you know, and, and I just want to you know harpen on this one more time. Also, before we uh, before we move on and actually get our first break in here, but I just wanted to talk about what Jab- the piece that Jabari ultimately is is. You know, because you don't need this guy to drop 25 to 30 when you have offensive juggernauts like a Jalen Green and a KP who can drop 30 with their eyes closed on any night. That's just another reason why I'm like, people, I think, have their their perspectives a little too high. You don't need to think Jabari as the 25 to 30 point scorer that he is. He doesn't need to be that. You have that. So whatever he gives you on the offensive end is just at the end of the day it's just a bonus. I know. Look honestly, if he wasn't the number three overall pick, if he was the number ten overall pick, oh he'd be oh, a steal. He'd be steal. a steal, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. People are looking down on him right now because he's the, the number three and overall. I, pick. I also think that's very fair. Yeah. Expectations for no, the number absolutely. three overall pick are very big. You should they should um, not be shooting three of mm-hmm. three of for seventeen or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. I will say this though. I mean, you know, in regards to that, I mean, I'm not gonna give him all his flowers obviously there are things that he does need to work on like his handles his jj reddick said he was walking off the court tonight he needs to tighten those handles and there was a couple possessions today when he was on the fast break and he even lost a dribble on the fast break uncontested and that oh, is there are moments it man. was not a good look and it's it's a sight to see because it's 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 kind of bad and i'm not saying that he's a terrible ball handler but it's certainly something that can be worked on and it'll certainly take time, time and good, not good, great coaching. But he also has uh, ball handling masterminds and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green next to him. So he has people that he can watch and learn from and figure things out as well. So, I mean, I'm not going to completely shit on that in regards to his handles. It's it's not great, but it's not something that cannot be improved on as well. I want so. to, I'll, I'll, no, good point. And I also just want to say this, like, like as my, you know, he's my favorite player. You know, the joke is the, the the running gag is that he's my son, and and I'll just say this as a, as a, I've n- I've never been a father, but I I am a teacher, and uh, sometimes you know sometimes you 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 make your students make you proud, and then other times you just want to just want to kick them as hard as you can because you get frustrated with them, and that's how I feel about Jabari Smith. There are times where I'm honestly like, okay, yeah, this is my guy. I've highlighted all his highs, but it's good that you highlighted the lows because. There were moments like when he lost that ball, and I just shake my head and I put my, you know, and I just I put my head on the table and I'm just like, oh Jabari, why, why, you know what I mean? Like you just, ha- I have those moments, man. Of course, I just think at the end of the day, this is these are things that can be fixed. He doesn't need to be the primary ball handler. I love the fact that 
he's on this team with KP, with Jalen, with Alperin Shengun, even with Jay Sean Tate, who in my opinion is a good ball handler as well. Tari Eason has proven to be a decent ball handler. Jay Jagup is a good ball handler. Like, there's ball handlers across the board in yep. every position on this team. That's what's yeah. awesome about this team. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Jabari is that seamless fit from day one. So... I think overall, this is definitely where he's exactly where he needs to be. He's proven. He's even gotten better. Shout-outs to all Auburn, um, who, we, who we met last Saturday. He even said his defense looks better now than when it looked back at Auburn. So maybe it's this NBA system that works better for him, the man defense. You're absolutely, starting to absolutely. see him shine more absolutely. now. Absolutely. So. I would so say you're, so. You're starting to see that. So good stuff, GM. Good stuff on the Jabari Smith front talk. That's the last we're going to talk about of my son for now. There's going to be many more episodes coming. For now. For now. <laughs> to be continued. Follow his timeline to get all of your Jabari Smith Jr. propaganda. Oh, seriously. If you guys want to see anything positive, just just follow me on Twitter, which will give you the ads at the end of the day. But, oh, I mean, at the end of this episode. So, we're going to take our, fi- our first quick commercial break. But when we come back, we are going to discuss the OKC Thunder Houston Rockets game and a really awesome and fun Rockets watch party that took place last Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Summer League? Summer League watch party? Well, you better believe it happened. It happened last Saturday. Oh, yeah. Sat- People were surprised. <laughs> yeah, it happened last Saturday, and we're going to go into that. We're going to go into it right after this message. What's going on, everyone? This is Kenny, a.k.a. The Commissioner from the Some State of Mind podcast. Where am I at? I am at Big City Wings here for the Houston Rockets Summer League watch party one time. Take a look down right here. We have some amazing food. Check out the brand new loaded fries, Clutch City for the Houston Rockets. Super delicious, can't wait to dig into this. They also have the brand new El Pastor quesadillas, brand new pork, freshly made in-house, super delicious, can't wait to dig into that as well. They also have two for Tuesday. What is that? Buy one, get one, delicious wings over here. Hands down, the best wing spot in the entire city of Houston. Sauces, wings, breading, all made in-house. You cannot ask for anything better than what you're seeing in front of you. Be sure to check out Big City Wings. This is the place for you. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. GM, let's talk about the incredible and awesome Houston Rockets watch party. I mean, did you ever believe we would ever host a watch party in the summertime for the summer league? That is something that never crossed my mind, if we're going to be completely transparent. Um, You know, it's kind of crazy. It just worked out that way. Luckily, there was a game on a Saturday evening, and it worked out for the best. And, dude, man, first of all, Let's give a shout out to Big City Wings for hosting it, for giving us the space and the opportunity to have a Rockets watch party. And shout out to the management, the staff. They did such a great job of accommodating us and giving us the time and their effort for all that they do. And shout out to our co-host, the main man, Ben DeBose for getting the spot and for just being a real homie and being the star that he is and showing up late. <laughs> I know, fa- he's a fashionable. I kept saying, I was like, I was like, where's, where's my boy Ben at? I was like, we're almost out of packed house. Yeah, where's our was, boy at? That was funny. It and, was pretty funny. I got yeah, it. Was, it was funny. It was funny. You, you love to see it, right? I mean, the game started late and he did say, he's like, the game's starting late, man. I was like, totally get it. So, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to our 
to one of our good friends, Austin. Uh, it was one of our friend. It was Ed. If you don't follow him on Twitter, Fastlane Ed and our boy Austin H. Uh, Space Cowboy. H. Space Space Cowboy or Sports Fiend? I don't remember. It's one of those. But Austin got a cake for Ed is it on Saturday because it was Ed's thirtieth birthday. It's uh, sorry at Houston. Yeah, at H O U Sports Fiend. There you go. And you know that that's that's. I I just want to quickly. Um, shout out that because i want the world to know that that is the type of environment that the commission i try to promote in regards to not just our events but everything in general family atmosphere we're all about love here at the summit and the great thing about it is you know that austin did did that for ed and we all got to celebrate one of our own's birthday and I thought it was just, it was a wonderful thing. It was a great, great part of the evening. And it just showed a lot about the love that Rockets Twitter has for each other. Yeah, I think what we saw from what we saw, what this, from the watch party, just seeing everybody, I, I was shocked. I mean, I we, we, had, we were expecting a decent turnout and, and it had very much exceeded that. I just was very humbled at what we saw and all the people that ended up in coming and people that we had never even met uh people i didn't even recognize but maybe like a good quarter of the people that showed up i didn't even didn't even know they probably just heard it either word of mouth or they heard it through twitter so i think it's really cool that they're all that they were able to, able to come and we were all having tons of fun guys like honestly i don't want to toot our own horn but i'm going to it right now like you want to do a rockets watch party if you ever want to attend one like this is definitely the one that y'all have to go to um get the most out of the fans the fan base everyone is super you know super cool super chill every you know and but they also get really into it like if you saw that building if you were inside like if you had just walked in with like a family of three and you just saw these fans on the right side you made it look like if you just close your eyes it sounded like game seven of the nba finals and i joked about this on our uh, summit instagram where i posted the the reaction to the win it's like oh my gosh we treat it like we like almost like game seven of the nba championship like that is kind of what this fan base is and and we react react very highly to the highs and they also react very lowly to the lows so although overall the experience was incredible and it was so much fun and you know just like i echo the same sentiments as gm just shout outs to everyone that showed up shout outs to the people that helped put it together you know this was definitely something that was super cool for us to do we didn't expect to do a summer league game and we ended up happening so we were just thankful for that and we were thankful to do it at a different location getting the chance to do it at big city wing so that was a lot of fun there and for everyone that wants to continue to do watch parties with us just stay tuned um there's big plans in that front me and the gm definitely have a lot of plans for future events so just keep your eyes peeled keep Keep following us on Twitter, on Instagram. There's definitely be more content, definitely more watch parties in store for y'all. So we were there for a specific reason, though. We were all we were there obviously to spend time with Rockets fans, but we were also there to watch a Rockets game, Rockets versus Thunder, and that was a very, very, very fun game. The Rockets ended up pulling out the win against the OKC Thunder, 90 to 88. It was Rockets versus Thunder, Jabari versus Chet. It was a game of uh, mammoth proportions because it was, was game two. This was, you know, it was the number one overall pick versus number three overall pick in game one. Now it's going to be the number two overall pick versus number three overall pick. So there was a lot of spotlight on this game, mm-hmm. and you know, top across the board. You touched on it a little bit earlier. The well, I want to see what the 
uh, pull it up on my stat line who the high point scorer was. Josh Christopher was the high point scorer of that game. He had 19 points. Dacia Nix followed right behind with 16. Jabari Smith had 12. Tari Eason had 14. It was just a, a good game overall, and it was really close. And if we were to pick any watch party game to go to, this was definitely the one to watch. So we had definitely had a lot of fun. But GM, overall, from what you remember from that game that took place last Saturday, what was the good that you saw? And also, what was kind of some of the bad that you saw? Um. Okay, so we touched on it earlier was the offense of Jabari Smith Jr. He took, the, he took great shots. I'm not going to deny that. But he just went hidden. You know, we have expectations, and he just wasn't hidden. Unfortunately, that's how it was. Um, Josh Christopher had himself a good offensive game. He didn't shoot the ball well, but he had himself a good offensive game. He was the leading scorer. But overall, the energy of the team to climb back and to get the dub, because they were down as well against the Thunder. Um, the defense was magnificent, especially with Jabari and Tari on Chet. They held Chet to 12 points, 8 rebounds, 3 of 10 shooting. The guy wasn't as effective as you would have liked, um, Oklahoma City-wise, but it just shows that the defense was still there. Like like, I, like we talked about earlier, Jabari didn't have a great offensive game, but he still affected the game defensively despite the struggles. And that's what all you ask for. And I will say this, like the team was down a little bit against them, and they came back. That game was certainly a battle of attrition. Yeah, it's a matter absolutely. of who wanted it more. Because the game wasn't really sexy, I'm going to say that. Like The game was just kind of like, it was a struggle because both teams weren't really making shots. It was a relatively yeah. close game, and Ty Ty Washington came through in the clutch in the last, what, 20 seconds? Yeah, that beautiful The go-ahead go bucket. Yeah, going away from the rim from the left side, it was, mm -hmm. it was a great play. It was a great play, and I'll tell you this, like that was a great win. Um, just speaking Summer League independently, I don't believe that you should take any judgments from that game too and apply it to the regular season, the good or the bad. And just saying that, there's no need to overreact about how it played then. We were just happy to get the dub. Everyone was happy. We were everyone was starving for a win, especially after we lost to the Magic. Yeah, didn't, well, didn't we like? Is it starting from last season? Didn't we lose like? eight in a row that we lost like six or seven in a row to end the season and then we lost the one against the magic so it's just like the l's just kept on coming so if there's any dubs that you wanted to take you wanted to take some dubs during the summer league so i think the fact that we were actually able to see it and the fact that if you think about it realistically the the rockets might not have won a game since what like early april <laughs> uh, maybe so maybe you know, that's, late march that's crazy when you think about it like so i i enjoyed the fact that they were actually able to get the win yeah I, my whole thing, though, against this was that, like, look, Jabari had a very, like, like offensively horrible game. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for my boy. He struggled. Five of nineteen. Got the shots that got some shots that he wanted, but I, the only thing that really frustrates me is this game is this. You know, summer league and and other podcasts have talked about this too. It's not tailored around Jabari Smith. How do you get Jabari to score? It's not through his own shot creation. It's through plays that can help him put him in the best spot to create the best shot for himself point guard play yeah point guard play that can get him in whether it's a little screen and roll action a little pick and pop action a little give and go action pinning him on the maybe getting a switch and pinning the guard on him which i kept on harping on saturday night i was just like you need every time jabari has the guard pinned you have to get it to him and you have to not just get it to him you have to clear out 
Because if you don't clear out, they're gonna du- they're gonna double him, and then if they double him, then you know you're not gonna have anything there. What I wanted is just more involvement, and it even today's game there were a few games where I noticed Dacian Nix looked off Jabari a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want there's a reason why Jabari's the number three overall pick. It's because he can hit these shots. He's capable of hitting these shots. You want to put him in the best position to succeed. He can't. He's not at a point where he can create these shots for himself. So you have to put him. If there's any moments where he has a guard pinned on the elbow about 10 feet or 15 feet from the rim, you have to give it to him. You got to hit him. You got to hit and him. And either he is going to, and he, and he proved this because he, he, this happened twice uh, in tonight's game as well, where he was able to uh, kind of bully his way into the lane and get some free throws. And this is why I said, give it to him 15 feet away from the rim, if he has a guard on him especially, and let him create. He's either going to shoot over the guard. Or he's gonna bully, or he has the capability and the wingspan to bully it in for a layup or get fouled. I think he's that. He's already at that level. Once he's there, and once he's in his spot where he's comfortable, mm-hmm. that mid range is where he's gonna feast, in my opinion. And I think that shot is there all day. Yeah, for him especially when there's like a mouse in the house. Exactly. Sure. So the last game in particular, they didn't really. He shot a few tough shots, definitely. But they definitely also didn't put him in position to succeed, in my opinion. Was he forcing the issue? Absolutely. He shot 19 shots. I'm not I'm not giving my boy any pass. I'm not giving my son any pass whatsoever. He was not good. But the ability to stay in the game, and I know I've been harping on this, but that ability for him to stay in the game and make that impact on the defensive end. Look what he did to Chet. He made him shoot 3 of 10. He frustrated Chet. Like, Chet was super super frustrated by the end of it his head was down you can see he just wasn't feeling it like you can see that he was shook like i love that i I was like see so that that really tests your metal right as chet hits a three while we're watching summer league live right now see what happens when your body is an on him gm Mm -hmm. he hits a three on the other end look at that we're watching okc versus uh, orlando live right now but you know chet shot three of ten that's definitely that was the big point for me i didn't care much about the five for 19 on jabari's fronts the three for 10 on the other end and the way he was able to impact that game defensively tari eason had a great game as well 14 points five of ten tari gm by any stretch of the imagination tari is making me realize and i talked about this with you off air if i'm telling you right now if tari and tai tai develop into rotation players like like tari in my opinion is already a rotation player Mm -hmm. you think he's He's gonna he's gonna force his winner. It's very similar to LP last year during the summer league. How can you how can you put this guy in the G League? He's not gonna be in the G League. He's gonna be in the rotation at the start of the season. Like mm-hmm. he's headed he's trending towards that direction. But if Tari, Tai Tai, Jabari all become like rotational players now, which Jabari's already in there, but if they all become situational and rotation players now right out of the gate, especially, you know, throughout the season, they have good rookie all three have decent or good rookie campaigns. On top of the three out of four draft picks last year that Raphael Stone hit on, you know the 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 Garuba the Garuba agenda is still is still the jury's still out on that one, but dude, six out of seven. This scouting department, Raphael Stone, man, like that's some this is some legendary shit that we're seeing yeah, right that, now. Like absolutely, I can't believe he was able to get these guys at this at that number. Tari at seventeen, Alpi at sixteen, Tai Tai at twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Um. Josh, uh, Josh Jacob at 25 or 24. It was 20. Was it 24? Uh, 24, yeah. Getting him at 24. Like, this is incredible stuff. And to know that all these other people passed on them. And then the fact that these guys are all performing as far as what we see now. Yeah. It all looks like they're they're going to play at least decently. I don't mm-hmm. know about Ty Ty. Ty Ty obviously still has to earn his minutes. But Tari, out of the gate, looks like he's going to find some, some minutes in the rotation. Mm-hmm. As well as J- Jabari's most likely going to be the starter, as he should be. Dude. 
Raphael Stone's establishing himself, establishing himself as like the one of those draft GMs to like keep an eye on, dude, because this dude is killing it right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, didn't expect you know, it. I didn't expect it. Like honestly, six out of seven. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna completely sell my stock on uh, Usman Garuba or completely buy into the, all Jury's of these still guys out. being stars. Jury's still out. But I'm gonna say that at this moment in time. Rafael Stone looks good, especially in the, the picks that he has made thus far. You know, trading down to 29 to draft Tai Tai Washington, who was considered a late lottery pick, and a few mock boards. Legendary Not a few, I'd say like quite a few mock boards. Legendary. Um, I think that was a stroke of genius by him because he gathered second round picks, two of them for that matter. Shout out to our guy, Beam Thug, the second round pick guy. But. In regards to all of that, um, just to kind of hop on what Kenny said, is that you know a lot of kudos has to go to Rafael, and I think that he has made some masterful decisions, and you know especially that um, we have to highlight the Tara Eason pick. Everybody is very happy about Tara Eason, and we've seen it in his energy, his play, a lot of things that he's done very well especially with his active hands on both ends of the floor going up for rebounds a lot of the stuff that he has been doing is it's huge man and i'm gonna just you got to give the man credit for what he's done also you got to give credit to the coaching staff for putting these guys into positions to succeed obviously there's a lot of things that can be done our defense is still lackluster in certain respects uh, especially in transition but you can't blame them still a young team still summer league that's there's a lot more where that's coming from but overall in the grand scheme great decisions were made man and i'm very happy to see what we're seeing right now in the summer league it's awesome and i'm happy to get some wins so overall man it's just a lot but it's it's been it's been fun though absolutely it's been very fun it's been fun to be kind of gm <laughs> it's fun to be over 500 there you go and for the first time in the first time i think we were one and one we were never over 500 at all last season mm-hmm. so i think the last time we were legit over 500 was probably the last year in the summer league because i know we were probably in we ended over 500 in the summer league yeah so it's since it's been one calendar year so it's actually feels good to know that we're actually winning and we're actually competing and we're actually doing very very well so i Overall, the experience at Big City Wings was so much fun, and we got to experience it in that environment with all these Rockets fans. It was so much fun, and on top of that, we got to experience a Rockets win, which was you know together, a, yeah, together. Our first, first Rockets party where we actually won. Yeah, we actually won a game because we lost both games uh, at at uh, the first. Well, the last two games that took place during the season, which you know we were totally fine with. Don't get me wrong; it was the bigger agenda at hand, so it was totally fine. But I, I wanted, I really, really, really last Saturday, I really wanted to win so i was really happy we were able to pull it out mm-hmm. but uh i guess uh, we'll, we'll we'll end we'll end this this segment also spotlighting dacian nicks because man my man balled last saturday like i want to spotlight him because he balled he's actually been balling these last two games mm-hmm. um six six of nine <laughs> six of nine <laughs> you'll get the joke if you get it uh three of five from three 16 points uh, a plus two in the on the plus minus column um 50 per- <sighs> You see, he only shot one of two from the free throw line. Six assists, uh, one steal. He turned the ball over four times, but overall, just a very solid stat line. I mean, and shout-outs to Charlie. Uh, that's he's he's the he's the Dacian Nick Stan. I I really was jokingly told I told him I was like, you should change your name to Charlie Nicks, 
and like change your profile picture to a picture of Dacian Nix. Like I was, I was, I, I was, re- I respect that. I was pushing it. I, I respect he that. Thought about it, but obviously he didn't do it. But I, th- I <laughs> thought about it because I was like, dude, you should change your profile picture to Dacian Nix. Come on, man. If you're gonna, if you're gonna live it. You gotta, you gotta live the gimmick, my brother. You know, shout out to Rocky Johnson one time. You gotta live the gimmick. There you this go. This is who you are. You gotta live it, bro. So, I wanted to give like Dacian Nix that type of love, even though, for me, my opinion on him, the jury's still out. I'm not fully buying the stock of Dacian Nix, um, but I respect him as a ball player. He's great in this type of setting, and he's done nothing but outside of that first game he's done nothing mm-hmm. but compete and play very very well and he was definitely a difference maker last saturday mm-hmm. but what's your overall opinions been of dacian nicks uh last saturday and especially these last two games dacian nicks has performed well uh this the game saturday was a good bounce back game considering the first game was just a complete disaster on that end from dacian nicks let me go back to that box score um and that game dacian nicks had four points four assists and only one turnover it seemed like he had a lot more he just didn't seem like he was on his game he played a little scared in my opinion and his decision making wasn't so great tonight's game was i would say i would consider uh more of a coming out party for him especially considering his stat line it was what uh 18 points six assists dacia nix played very very well and I was tweeting about, I was ready to hop off Dacia Nix in the summer league. I was like, I'm kind of done with him, man. And that was like probably eight minutes into the second quarter. I was already kind of over it. But Dacia Nix shut me up. He proved that he can still be effective. But the, obviously the question is now is like, can he translate that into the big leagues? And we'll see about that. Um, personally, for me, I think that uh, Tai Tai Washington has... Uh, better of a playmaker's IQ. You can see that he's got a great feel for the game, and he also has a lot of um, what's the word? chemistry mm-hmm. with Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. He seems to be finding Jabari Smith in the right spots in like you know the mid post, um, in the perimeter. He he seems to be finding him in spots and picking and choosing his times to drive because it seems like to me that Ty Ty has been getting to the bucket in better ways than Dacian Nix has. He just looks more consistently better. Uh, no offense to Dacian Nix. But I can I I see the flashes of why the team believes in him. I see the flashes of why a good friend of ours, Charlie, believes in him. I'm not completely sold. Um, I wanted to buy into a bit more of the hype, but I do believe that there's still some molding that needs to be done with that clay. And can that be done from post-summer league to training camp into preseason all the way to the regular season? That remains to be seen. But I do like that he has come back strong, especially tonight in regards to the overall aspect of his whole summer league. So he's performed a lot better considering from first game to now. He's improved each game. It's even Jadab called uh saturday's game a comeback game for dacian x he called it even before the game yeah he did. and and i respect that man and the, the man was correct shout out to jadub uh dacian nicks certainly shut me up tonight i mean there are still questionable decisions that were seen but at the end of the day he has played better and he deserves to hear that um but like i stated earlier there are just some decisions that are questionable not a fan of him getting into the paint and not sure being not being sure what to do um not finding jabari in positions to where jabari is in the best position to succeed we need to see more of that 
playmaking wise, but he did hit Jabari for a couple threes in those pick and pop situations. And he was able to drag the defender out just enough to commit to him to get the ball to Jabari when he was wide open. And kudos to him for making that happen. But like I've stated, every two decisions that he make he may make very well, he he uh, comes back with a bad decision. It's a little baffling. But he's still a young player, and that happens with the young players. Point guard is a very tough position to play. So kudos to Dacian Nix for coming back strong and playing well. Um, but the jury, the, sorry, the jury is still out on Dacian, though. And I will withhold my opinion, and I will not overreact, but I do want to believe that he can play better. Good call, good call. And, and I completely agree with you 100%. The, the jury, in my, it, like I said earlier, it's still out on him. Questionable decision-makings here and there, but he absolutely deserves his flowers. He played very well these last two games. And and to be boldly honest, you don't win those last two games if it's, if it's not for Dacian Nix. He was definitely a leader on that floor mm-hmm. and making big-time buckets when they needed it. So Dacian Nix absolutely deserves the flowers as well. He, you know, it's going to be big-time stuff for what he's doing and what he's going to continue to do for the Summer League, especially with the jury out on, on Jacob, whether or not he's going to continue playing the rest of the Summer League because you mm-hmm. never know. They could pull the plug on him at any moment and just be like, all right, no, you're good. You've played enough games. We're all good. So, GM, we got another game coming up on Thursday. That's going to be against. I pull up my schedule. Miami, I think. Did you have Miami on it? No, it's Portland. Oh, we're going to okay. see very, very slim down Luca Garza. Oh, <laughs> God, you and your, you and your Luca Garza loving. So, <laughs> I, I mean, well, obviously, we'll touch up on that uh, later. I mean, it, it's it's just another some of the game. I don't, I'm not going to go into any predictions on this. Just kind of letting y'all know that there's going to be another game happening on Thursday. That's when the next game is going to be coming out. We're recording this on a Monday night, so we're, this is going to be released uh, if you're listening today, which would be Tuesday morning or anytime during Tuesday. So it'll be about two days out. So the Rockets will get some rest going into that game on Thursday, and they definitely need it. Jabari has been running ragged. But, hey, man, these boys are 19 years old, 20 years old. They got plenty of legs, they don't even plenty need of a, juice. Don't even need to stretch. Just go in and just wake up and hoop. There you go. I miss doing that. That was a uh, – God, before having to stretch for five to ten minutes straight before playing basketball. Uh, when you have the young legs, you better use it when you have it. So I think they'll be fine, but the few days obviously is, is still going to be necessary for them. So we'll see what happens in the next coming days. Uh, GM, I think it's going to pretty much cap this entire episode. We were able to cover these last two games, and we had a lot of fun these last few days. But um, the only sad news about all of this is this is going to be the last Rockets watch party until the season starts. Uh, definitely. It's kind of a heartbreaker, I'll say that. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, it's been very successful. We've thrown three, and I uh, can't wait to throw uh, Jalen Green number four. It's going to be a lot of fun. Whenever, oh, yeah, absolutely. And whenever that happens, you guys will be the, one of the first to hear it. If you hear it through the podcast or follow us, you'll be the first to know. So I'm going to hand it over, the reins over to the GM right now. Uh, it was a perfect segue. Go ahead and uh, take us home, GM. Yes, yes, that'll be me to hold everyone's hand on the way home. Like Dorothy, click click your heels three times, right? Is that the thing? I don't know. I was a click. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no place like home. There's no place like there's home. No place there, like home. There you go. Um, but anyways, You're anyone. My only, my only Thank you, uh, Yellow Card. Where's my violin? I'm gonna violin over you. Oh, okay, all right, all right, cool. Are you gonna be SpongeBob sad violin? But yes, follow us on Twitter at Summit S O M P O D 
follow us on Twitter at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. And follow us on Instagram at Summit, State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Let me repeat that, at Summit, State of Mind underscore P-O-D. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JP underscore M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. Let me repeat that one more time, at JP underscore M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. And while you're listening to us, please, please subscribe, download, and rate us five stars on any of your uh, podcast platforms. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Good Pods, wherever you listen. Please, guys, show us some love. We'd greatly appreciate that. Wow, good. <laughs> you lined it up perfectly. You were really committed to that. I was fully committed. I, I had to do it. And make sure to follow me. Well, I guess the GM's not going to play the violin for me. Go, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Summit Commish. S-U-M-M-I-T-C-O-M-M-I-S-H. Follow me for all Jabari Stan content. Follow me for any agenda pushing that is known for my son. My son is Jabari Smith Jr., whom I love with all my heart, <laughs> all my mind, body, and soul. And uh, but for real though, just you just you know, we we would love all the follows. Myself, the GM, our podcast. We just appreciate all of y'all your support. Um, it's meant the world to us, and we continue to push and strive for greater heights. And as we do that, we love to have you along with us for the ride. And we can't wait to see where our podcast ends up going once the summer takes place. Once the summer league is up, man, we're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot of episodes we have planned. So we can't wait to share that with y'all once summer league ends. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff in store for y'all. So we're looking forward to it. Um, that's going to be the end of this episode. So we should have another episode at some point later this week. If not, if we don't for any reason whatsoever, be sure to check us out next week with another episode. And uh, if we don't see you later this week, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Go Rockets. Jabari Smith is the best, and uh, take care. The Summit for Life. The Summit for Life.